The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Daf He. Today's Daf has been dedicated anonymously in memory of Arlet Tamir. Ruach Hashem Tanihena Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Lunishmat Acham Baruch Rafael ben Miriam and Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. We begin today on Davdalar Amud Bet, six lines from the bottom, starting with the words, Mikhlal de Tarvayhu. Now, if you remember on yesterday's daf, we had a machloket between Rabbi Yohanan and Mishtakish, what the source of learning that the Kohen Gadol is sequestered for seven days before Kippur. Rabbi Yohanan learned from Miluim, whereas Rishtakish learned from Har Sinai. Rishtakish asked Rabbi Yohanan, if you are learning from Miluim, so then whatever is Ma'akev by Miluim, so too should Ma'akev the Kohen Gadol if he doesn't sequester himself the seven days before Kippur. Because there are certain things by Miluim that uh, if the Kohen doesn't do it, so therefore it's a deal breaker, it ruins it. So therefore seemingly, the same thing, the sequestering of the Kohen before Kippur, for seven days, if he doesn't do it, it should be considered Ma'akev, should render it Pasul. And we know that that's not true. Because now Mishnah said they would prepare a second Kohen Gadol, uh, just in case the first Kohen Gadol would become Pasul, and if he would become Pasul, they would, you know, right away uh, enter the second Kohen. Either the second Kohen Gadol, however, the Mishnah's Mashma says, Matkinin lo. They would prepare it, but it doesn't say Mafrishin, that they sequestered. So that was the question that Ishtakish asked Tarbi Hanan. But one thing is for certain, the Gemara says, we can see from both Shitot, from Ishtakish's question, and from Tarbi Hanan's lack of response that he accepted the question, that both agree that Certain things in the Miluim, meaning in the seven days before they prepare Kamat Mishkan, are going to be Ma'akev. There are certain things that are uh, necessary to be done during the Miluim days, and if they're not done, it's going to be uh, invalid. So the Gebran now is going to analyze what are these things. What items during the Miluim days are considered deal breakers? That if the Kohen Gadot doesn't do them, it renders the Miluim invalid. So the Gemara starts off. Michlal, we can imply, it's one, two, three, four, five, six lines from the bottom again. Michlal de Tarvayu Sfidalehu, implying that both of them, meaning both Rabbi Yohanan and Rishtakish, hold Miluim. Whatever is written by the Miluim. Miluim, incidentally, is written in Parashat Tzaveh. Torah tells us clearly exactly what the Kohen Gadol was obligated to do during the seven-day preparation, whatever is written by it, ma'akev by him, is going to be ma'akev, is going to invalidate it. The itmar, because we have a statement, milu'im, regarding the seven days of milu'im, Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Hanina. It's a mahluk, Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Hanina. Hadamar, one says, kola katuf ba'im, ma'akev ba'im. 
One says, anything that's written by it, and it's not done, so it invalidates. The Hadamar, and one rabbi says, Only items that are invalid for the future generations are me'akev if it's not done by the miluim. She'en me'akev ledorot, but something that's not invalid in the future generations, in me'akev ba'im, is not going to invalid miluim. And we're going to explain what that means, something that is uh, invalid for the future generations. Tistayim, because we can conclude that Rabbi Yohanan, who the Amar, it is Rabbi Yohanan that holds that anything that is written by the Miluim is indeed Ma'akev. Because here we have two statements. We have, we have one rabbi says it is Ma'akev, and one rabbi says it's not Ma'akev. We don't know who said what. Is it Rabbi Hanan made one statement? Rabbi Hanan made one statement. So the Gibras, we can conclude that it is Rabbi Hanan that holds that anything that's written by Miluim is Ma'akev. And the fact that this Takish Told the Yohanan, Ima Miluim, Kola Katube Ma'akebahim. He asked him that question. He said, Yeah, the Yohanan, according to you that you're learning from Miluim, Kippur from Miluim, uh, that Miluim, things are Ma'akeb by Miluim, so therefore the, it should be Ma'akeb as well. This is a question of the Quran. And Yohanan didn't answer it. He accepted the question. means he understands that what? That whatever's written by. Miluim is Ma'akev. One of the things that are written by Miluim is, it's got to be seven days. Hafrasha. And therefore, if you don't have the Hafrasha, so therefore it's Ma'akev. Tistayim. So therefore, we can conclude, prove positive, that Ibn Yohanan indeed also holds of this principle. Now the Gibras is my benign. What is the difference between Ibn Yohanan and Ibn Hanina? We just learned a very important makhluk between two Amuraim. What items invalidate the Miluim? Well, Rabbi Yohanan has a very simple policy. Whatever's written by it, and you don't do it, is ma'akif. That's easy. Rabbi Hanina, a little different. He says, no. Anything that's written by the Miluim is not necessarily ma'akivit. But anything that is generally invalid in future service in the Beit HaMikdash or in the Mishkan, items like that, if they were not done by the Miluim, they'll invalidate them. That's called, Kola ma'akiv ledorot. So only an item that is an uh, invalidation for future uh, service is an item that's a deal breaker during the millennium. That's going to be Harina. So the Gemara Watson, my Ben give us the examples. What's the, what's the cases? So Amar of Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, Semicha Ika Benayu. Semicha, we know that one of the items that we do on the Qurban is Semicha. We have to press our hands, right, on top of the Qurban before we bring it. According to the Bihalan that says whatever's written by it is invalidated if you don't do it. Well, it says in Parashat Tzaveh that one of the things the Quran has to do during the seven days of preparation is he has to make Simicha, you know, press his hands over the Qurban. So, therefore, very simple. If he didn't do it, so it invalidates the whole Miluim. Uh, but according to the opinion that says only items that don't invalidate for the generations in Me'akev Bahim, that's not going to invalidate Meluim, Semicha lo Me'akeva. Semicha is not going to invalidate. Because really, the halakha, if a person does not make Semicha on a Qurban, it's kasher. So therefore you see Lidorot, we forget about during the Meluim, we're regular, uh, 100 years after the Meluim, during the Mishkan, during the Beit HaMikdash, Torah says you got to make Semicha on the animal. But we're going to prove now, if you don't make semichan in animal, 
Do you still get your kapara? Yes. So what do you see? It's not me'akiv lidorot. So that's Rabbi Hanina's rule. If it's not me'akiv lidorot, if you didn't do it during the milu'im, it's not going to me'akiv as well. So the Gemara asks, Uldorot minalan de lo How do you know Simicha is not me'akiv for the future generations? The time that we have a brayta. Ve'samach v'nirtza. The Pesuk says, and the fellow will make Simicha on the animal, v'nirtza, and he will receive his kapara. And it's will be accepted. So the Gemara asks, Since when is kapara atonement hinged on semicha? We know the main kapara in any korban is what? The sprinkling of the blood. It's the dam that's mechaper. So this pasuk over here, very strange. Why would it say in the pasuk, V'samach v'nirsah? What does kapara have to do with semicha? So the Gemara has a big hadush here. Umatan mudomar v'samach v'nirsa. She'im asa'al l'smicha. She'irem mitzvah. Means like this. If you treated semicha, literally she'irem means as a residue. As a residue mitzvah. Meaning you didn't treat it as an important item. Meaning, you didn't do semicha. You treated it as a yeah, nice item, but you know, I'm not going to do it. You treated it like shiirim mitzvah. So the pasuk considers it as if what? You didn't get the best kapara that you could have gotten. However, the chiper. But you got some sort of kapara. So really what the pasuk says, v'samach, it's talking about a case of losamach. Which means, because otherwise, why would the pasuk put kapara next to semicha? So I must be talking about a case where you treated semicha uh, residually. You didn't treat it seriously, meaning you didn't do it. But what does the pasuk still say? And you know what? Benirsa. You still get uh, you still get atonement, even though you're not going to get, let's say, mitzvah and muvhar. You're not going to get. But it counts. As long as the blood was sprinkled and your semicha was not done, it counts. So it's the way that I show the Gemara's last one is, Ki'ilu lo chiper, kamer, It's like, it's like you didn't get the best kapara, but you got some sort of kapara. If you allow me to read you the last one of Rashi, in Masechet uh, Sukkah, Rashi's last one of Sukkah is like this, Ki'ilu lo asamina muvhar, v'chiper. Okay? And then the Me'idi's Lashon is like this. His kapara is not choice. Which means Okay? So therefore we see what? Semicha is not an invalidation for the Dorot. So it comes out we have a fantastic mahlukin in between, the Hanina and the Yuhanan. Let's say during the Zayin Yemim Milu'im, the Kohen Gadot does not make semicha on the animals. The Yuhanan will say, it invalidates the whole Milu'im. The Hanina will say, the Milu'im is still kasher. Why? Because it's not invalidating the Dorot. And since it's not invalidating the Dorot, it's, it's not invalidating for the Milu'im. Now we go to the next one. Rav Nachman, but it's like Amar Tinufa'ika Benayu. Another item. What is tinufa? You know when they brought the korbanot, certain parts of the animal, the chazeh, the chest of the animal, uh, the shok, right, and the thigh of the animal, what would they do with them? 
the Kohen would have to wave them. Exactly. That's called tenufa. Mm. Now, that's also going to be... A, now, during the Miluim, they also had to make tenufa. The Kohen got to take, Kohen got to take the animals that they were slaughtering and make the proper tenufa. So the question is, tenufa will also be a... Or the, the statement is going to be, the tenufa is also going to be a... Machlok between Rabbi Yohanan and Rabbi Hanina. How? According to the Shita, it says that anything that's written by Miluim invalidates Miluim. Milu so Tirufa is going to be Ma'akev, invalidated. But according to Rabbi Hanina, it says only items that are Ma'akev for the future generations are Ma'akev. So this item is not going to be Ma'akev. Because for, if you didn't make Tirufa, it doesn't invalidate a korban in the future generations. How do you know that? Ul dorot min alam dilo ma'akeva. How do you know in the future generations tenufa is not ma'akev? Yetanya litnufa lechaper. Okay, another same style. It says in the Torah, litnufa. It should be for waving, for kapara. Gemara asks, v'chi tenufa mechaperet? What do you mean tenufa? Is tenufa bring the atonement? V'alo en kapara ela bedam. What do you mean the dab is mechaperet? Shne emar. So what does it mean What's connecting it? Again, same derash. If you treat the tenufa like a residue mitzvah, I meaning you don't treat it seriously, meaning you don't do it. So the Torah considers that if you didn't get a complete kapara, however, vechiper, but you'll get. Sort of a kapara, meaning the korban still counts, and you don't have to bring another one. So you see what? Tenufa is not ma'akev l'dorot. So so far we have two nafkaminot between the Hanan and the Harina. Semicha and Tenufa. Comes Gemaran says, Of course, the Chatayla, everybody agrees, and during the Miluim, you have to make Semicha, and you have to make, you have to make Tenufa. If you didn't, with the Avad, is it invalidate the whole Miluim or not? Now we go to another one. The Papa Amar, Pirishut Shiva Ika Benayu. The actual sequestering of Shiva. That's, that's one of the things of the Zayn Miluim. That the Kohen has to sequester himself for seven days. According to the opinion of the Yohanan, whatever's written by the Miluim invalidates it. Ma'akeva. Okay, so if he doesn't sequester himself for seven days, so finished. It's going to be Ma'akev. However, However, according to the Hanina, items like sequestering that are not ma'akev for the future generations, it's not ma'akev during the Miluim, which is an amazing thing. If the Kohen Gadol did not sequester himself seven days, according to the Hanina, it's okay, Miluim is still good. How? Well, how do you know this item of seven days separating the Kohen Gadol is not a invalidation? Well, from our Mishnah. Regarding the second Kohen Gadol they would prepare, just in case the first one becomes Pasul, the Mishnah said you just prepare him. But you don't, you don't sequester him. So you see what? Then the future generation, sequestering is not an invalidation. So whatever is not invalidating the Dorot, it's not going to invalidate for the Milu'im. So that's the third Nafkamina. And I want to point out that the Shonim will say that these rabbis are not arguing with each other. 
this each rabbi is bringing a different example, but everybody agrees with the example of Terufah and Simichan, and he's saying now Mafrishim, it's just each one's bringing a different, adding to each other, exactly. Comes the Quran continues. Rabbi Nahamar, Rabbi Nah said, Ribui Shiva, Umeshiha Shiva, Ikabenayu. Literally, Ribui Shiva is. Well, Shiva is seven days, and Ribui is plenty, a lot. Now, this is a short way of saying Ribui Begadim. Because we know that the Kohen Gadol has to wear eight garments. And during the Zayin Yemim Miluim, he would be dressed every day. That Moshe would dress the Kohen Gadol with the seven, uh, eight garments, I'm sorry, of the Kohen Gadol. So that's called Ribui Shiva. Ribui Begadim. Seven days. Also, Moshe would anoint Aharon and his children seven days with the special oil that we learned about in the second Shekalim. That was done for seven days. So clearly in Parashat Tzaveh, when it's talking about the Zayim, one of the procedures that they did was Ribui Begadim, called Ribui Shiva, they would wear the garments. And also it would be Mishihat Shiva. Look at Rashi, Ribui Shiva. The Kohen Gadol worked seven days straight. When they would anoint him or appoint him for Kehuna Gedola, meaning a lot, right, the Kohen Gadol wears eight clothes, and the regular Kohen, Where's four? That's the Nusin Akwen Gadol and Akwen Ediot. Meshichat Shiva, Shitinu Shemina Meshcha Al Roshot. They would put the Shemina Meshcha on his head. Uben Risayinav, Zayin Yamim, Ritzufim. And they would put the oil also between his eyes. Risayinav, like his eyebrows. They would put it also down his uh, head and between his eyebrows for seven days. Now, that was definitely done during the Miluim. So now we're discussing. A machlok to be Hanan of Hayna if they didn't do it. So the Gibra says, Ribush, Ramish Hashva, Ikabinayu, Lemandamar Kulakatuve, Makeva. Okay, the Yohanan says, whatever is written by the Miluim, if you don't do it, it invalidates. Lemandamar, the Rush, and Makev the Dorot, and Makevaim, no Makeva. But an item that's not going to Makev for the generations according to the Hayna is not going to invalidate by Miluim. So I want you to know, there is a law in the Torah that says, any Kohen Gadol, or Kohen Ejot, that is going to be now inaugurated to become a Kohen, he's got to go through a process where seven days before, they put on the big day Kona, as we're going to see in the Pesukim now, and they would also anoint him for seven days. So this was not just a Miluim item. This was an item that was done to all Kohanim as part of their inauguration to become Kohanim. All right? Now we have to see how do we know it doesn't invalidate but So the Kibbutz says, Uldorot minalande lo ma'akeba. How do you know in the future generations... If the Kohen Gadol, let's say, didn't go through this process of seven days wearing big eight garments, or they didn't put oil on him for seven days, how do you know it still does not render him invalid to serve? The Tanya. It says, And literally, explain the Pesukim to you. And the Kohen will serve as atonement. Which Kohen? The Kohen that you anoint him. Literally, he will fill his hands. That she says those words, uh, 
is a terminology of Lebishat Begadim. That she says, I quote, V'chol milu yadayim ha'amur sham Lebishat Begadimu. Okay, that's another terminology. Filling his hands means wearing the garments. Okay? L'cha'en ta'chat abif. This is talking about Aaron's children. Right? Anybody that's taking over to fulfill the, his father's uh, role, let's say Aaron's children, so he's going to have to have two things. He's going to have to have the Mashiha, and he's also going to have to have the Begadim. Now, Matamud Lomar, what do I need this Pasuk? What is this Pasuk teaching me? The Fishin Emar, I have a Pasuk already. The Pasuk says, Shiv'at Yamim, read this Pasuk correctly to you, Shiv'at Yamim Yilbasham HaKohen Tahtab Mibanaf. It clearly says in another pasuk that what? The Kohen has to wear the garments for seven days. From this pasuk, it sounds clearly, he's got to have it for seven days prior to his service. And he also has to have Mishiha seven days. Now, incidentally, from this pasuk over here, you don't see Mishiha. In this last pasuk they just quoted us, it just says, Shiva'at Yamim Yil Basham. The Gibran is going to ask that question in a second. But that's the pasuk, that's your source pasuk, how you know that you need seven prior to the service in Begadim, and you need seven prior to the service in Mishiha. Now, Gibran asks, Let's say they did the opposite, or they didn't do it full completely. They prepared him with seven days of garments, meaning he wore the garments for seven days. However, they only anointed him for one day. Or the opposite. Or they put garments on him for one day. And they put the oil on him for seven days. How do you know it's still kasher? From the first pasuk that we quoted. The pasuk says that they anointed him and they put the garments on him. In that pasuk it doesn't tell us how many days. So smashma any amount. So therefore we have two pasukim here we call it in this Braita. One pasuk says seven. God put the garments on them seven days, inauguration before they serve. And we're learning Mishiha from that pasuk as well somehow. But okay, you need both items. So the Gibbara says, oh you need seven days for both items. So what does that other pasuk come and tell me? The other pasuk just tells me, and the Kohen that takes over after his father, He'll be anointed, and he'll also have the garments. There it doesn't say a number of days. Do you know what to give it a lunch from there? And here you learn any amount. That be the Avad, if you didn't give him the seven complete uh, preparation, right, seven of this and one of that, or one of that and seven of that, it's okay. Let's give it as example. So what do you see from over here? Yibui Begadim. And Meshichah is not Ma'akev, Lidorot. Bring that back to Miluim. Oh, so that, that, that's to say that you need something. Right, you need something. You need at least, right, one, no, you need, it sounds like from the Gemara, you need, even the Avad, one day of Meshichah at least. Yeah, you can't go zero Meshichah. Correct, you don't need full seven. Good. So if that would happen by the Miluim, well, let's say they didn't give the Kohen the full measure of uh, Meshichah. Oh, they didn't give him the full measure of Bigadim all seven days. Bikashir according to the Harina. So comes the Gibran says, Well, Ashkehan ribui shiva lechatahila. Well, from the Pasuk that says Shiva'at Yamil Bashama Kohen, I clearly know they gotta have seven days of Ribui Bigadim. Meshiha Shiva'alikatahila minalan. Well, where do you know Meshiha from? 
that you need the Chetahila for seven days. So the Gemara says two answers. One answer would be Right. In the other Pasuk that says um, What did we learn from that Pasuk? That even if you didn't give him a full seven, it's okay. Now there it says Implying what? That Any amount. Implying that the Ashadim needs seven, which means when you excluded right, when you excluded it from the seven days, you included what? Mishiha and Begadim implying that what? You're excluding it from something that it needed, what did it need? it must be it needed what? seven days so the fact that you had excluded must be that it was included from before or another answer the Amar Kira we have a Pasuk the Pasuk says Ubigdeh HaKodesh Asheri Le'aharon Yihyu le'banav aharav Le'moshhabahim Ulmaleh ba'am et yadam We have a pasuk over here It says Ubigdeh ha'kodesh ashir l'aharon And the garments that Aharon like when war Yihyu le'banav aharav When he's finished the service His children will have to wear those garments And then it says Le'moshhabahim And they also have to be Anointed So you see in the pasuk over here It connects Begadim to Meshiha. So the Gemara says, Itkash Meshiha liribui. The Pasuk juxtaposes or compares Meshiha to Ribui Begadim. Ma Ribui Shiva, Af Meshiha Shiva. So therefore, we conclude this point to the Gemara where we gave several examples that will have nafkamina between the two opinions. Let's review those examples. Number one was Semicha. Number two was Tenufa. Number three was the milui of Shiva, which means the Pirishut Shiva, the sequestering of seven days. And the fourth example was the Bui Begadim and Meshihat called Shiva. Now the Gemara goes on to a new point. In this Mahlok. My Tama demand Amar. According to Nabi Hanan. We said, whatever's written in the Minu'in Parasha, you didn't do it, it's Ma'akev, it invalidates. Now again, let's review the style of the Torah. There's two Parashat in the Torah, Parashat Tetzaveh and Parashat Tzav. In Parashat Tetzaveh, that's where all the laws of the Minu'in are written. How, what he, all the halakhot that the Kohen has to prepare during the seven days, what he has to do. That's called the uh, commandment Parasha, the Tzivui Parasha. In Parashat Tzav, it talks about what the Kohen actually did. Is the execution of what they did during the Meluim. So those are basically the two parashiyot that talk about the Meluim. One is the Tzivui parasha, we call it. That's the Tzavir. And then one is the uh, Asiyah. The actual execution of it that was that is a parasha Tzav. So the Gemara says like this. Amar Yitzhak Bar Bisna. Amar Kira. The Pasuk says as follows. Ve'asita le'aharon ulbanav kacha. And you should do for Aharon and his children, kacha, like this. Now the word kacha is very important. Kacha clearly tells us what? You gotta do exactly what we just said, like this. Implying what? Kacha ikubahu. Meaning, this it. Meaning, if you don't do exactly like we just said, it's pasul. So the word kacha is the source of what? Kolakatubahim. 
Don't tell me Dorot, future generation. It says you got to do this here. Whatever we told you in the Pasuk, that's got to be, uh, it's a deal breaker. Yes. Finished. So give us hold it. Tinach, that's good. Kol mikmenta dikhtiva behai anyana. That's good for whatever is written in Parashat Tetzaveh. Meaning I'm going to open up Parashat Tetzaveh, where it tells me whatever I have to do. And whatever it tells me the Kohen has got to do during the Zayim Mim Eloim, then it says following that word, Kacha, that's very good. However, But what about items that are not written in Parashat Tetzaveh? Because there's certain items that are not written in Parashat Tetzaveh, However, in Parashat Sav, when it talks about what the Kohen actually did, different items are written there that he did. For example, one of the items is the Urim V'tumim. What was the Urim V'tumim? The Kohen Gadol would wear a Choshen. He would wear a uh, breastplate over him. That was with the 12 stones. And it had the Shivatim's names on them, right? Now, in between the Choshen, they would place in its folds what was called the Urim V'tumim. Turim Vitrim was one of the Shemot of the Kadosh Baruch Hu, and they would stick it in between the Hoshin, and that would give the Hoshin uh, its ability to, to have the, uh, foretell the future and answer questions, etc., like, et like that. Now, in Tetzaveh, when it talks about what the Quran has to do in the Middle East, doesn't mention Urim Vitrim, doesn't mention this item. But in Sav, when they actually did it, it says, and the Quran, the Hoshin is placed on the Quran, and the Urim Vitrim place, was placed in his. Now, in the Tzav Pirashat, it doesn't say Kacha. The Kacha is written in, in Tzavah. So now we got to know, anything that's written, well, that only helps me for items that are written in Pirashat Tzavah. But what about stuff that's written in Tzav that he did do in the Miluim? How do we know those items are also Ma'akev? Let's read that in Nashi. A second line in Nashi. Delokitiv. On the Amud Bet. Second line. Beparashat Miluim, Bazea Davarashet Ase, Lo Ketiv Shieten Ela Hoshin Urim Vitumim. Parashat Tetzaveh doesn't say that they put in the Hoshin the Urim Vitumim, Kishil Bisham, when Moshe addressed him. Ava Beparashat Sav, Petaron, Shene Emra Sham, Asiata Miluim, when it talks about the execution of the Miluim, Ketiv, it says, Vayasim, okay, that's the right word. Vayasim alav et ha-choshen, vayiten il ha-choshen et ha-urim vet ha-tumim. So therefore, right away, we want to know, how do you know urim vet ha-tumim invalidates? Because it's not included in the word kacha. Now, Rashi has a side question. Let's read Rashi's question. Vim tomar, ab v'atat ha-savin ne'emar v'natata il ha-choshen ha-mishpat et ha-urim vet ha-tumim. Rashi says, hold it. If you look at Parashat Tzaveh, it does say clearly that you put the Urim Vitumim in the Hoshin. So that she answers, Enzu mi Parashat Miluim. Yeah, but if you look at the Parashat Miluim in Tzaveh, it doesn't written there. Ela Asiyata Begadim. Uba'u Anyana Loketiv Kaka Lekuba. Which is the Parashat Tzaveh, there's two items. You have the, the making of the Begadim. Right, in the making of the Begadim, in the beginning of the Parashat, talks about the Urim Vitumim. But in the Miluim paragraph in Tzaveh, it's not mentioned. And therefore, that's where it says Kacha. So therefore, we're questioning, how do you know that the Urim Vitumim is Ma'akev? So comes the Gemara and says, Amar of Nachman, second line of the Gemara, Bar Yitzhak, Yalif, Petah, Petah. 
גזירה שווה. פתח, פתח. אגב, פסוק תסבל, it says פתח, and I have a פסוק נסב, it says פתח, connect the items together, whatever it says here, it says there, they're all the same. תקראת אשי, פתח, פתח, בסבעה כתיב, סבעה, meaning in the commandment, פרשה, meaning it תסבל, אל פתח או אל מועד יתרה. There's an extra one, meaning I use for a דרשה, אל פתח או אל מועד. וכן בעשייה. And so to an Asiyah, meaning Parashat Sav is also an extra Petah. B'savah Ketiv, in the Savah it says, I'm just reading that she Takriv, the exact word there, Takriv El Petah, or El Mu'id. V'achal Aharonu Banav et Basar. Basar Ha'ail v'etalik ma'ashir b'sad Petah, or El Mu'id. V'chem Ba'asiyah, v'et kul a'idai k'idu El Petah, or El Mu'id, b'shinu et Basar Petah, or El Mu'id. Okay, those are the two Pesukim that she gives you, or El Mu'id. Petah, Petah, beautiful. Comes Gibran, says the Meshar Shiyama. The Meshar Shiyama gives a different derash. Ushmartem et mishmeret Hashem. In Palashat Sav, it says clearly, and you should protect or keep the mishmeret Hashem, these laws of Hashem. What does it mean you should keep them? Ikuba. Teaches me why? It's ma'akiv. That, that, that's like kaka. Kaka means what? Like this. Ushmartemit mishmeret Hashem. That's also like saying, you better keep these items. You better keep these items. If you don't keep them, it's ma'akif. Levashe Amar, Levashe says, different derash. Because it says over there, kichen suveti. And that parasha, ushmartemit mishmeret Hashem, kichen suveti. God said, it says that. What does Boreh Alam say? Because that's what I commanded you. What do you mean I commanded you? Kebaran says, Ikuba. It is Me'akev. So then we have three answers. How do you know the Urim V'tumim is Me'akev? Either Gezerah Shavah Petach Petach, either Ushmartem et Mishmer et Hashem, or because Kichen Suveti. Good? Okay. Now we go to the next point. Now the digresses here a little. Once we mentioned already Kichen Suveti, the Gemara now is going to analyze these words that were used by the Mishkan um, and uh, the inauguration. We have one pasuk that says, Kichen Suveti. We have another pasuk that says, Ka'asher Suveti. And we have yet a third pasuk that says, Ka'asher Siva Hashem. Now, the Gemara is analyzing why specifically during the, the creation of the Mishkan and the inauguration does the Torah go out of its way to Moshe saying like Hashem commanded me like I was commanded like it was commanded the whole Torah is like this what only on these things Borei Olam commanded Moshe every halakha that Moshe gave to Bnei Israel was Kichen Suveti so how come only when it came to these items the Torah makes, goes out of its way to say, and all that. Every, Torah, every mitzvah should say. That whenever Moshe came to B'nai Yisrael to give them a mitzvah, should say, you should know, because I was commanded. Why specifically in these three items, the commandment is mentioned? So the Gemara is going to obviously teach us, because there's three Hadushim over here. Which means, Moshe had to go out of his way and say, you should know, it sounds strange what I'm telling you. But you know what? Kichin Suveti, by the way, that's not for me what I'm telling you. This is from God. And what are the three items? The Gemara says, Kichin Suveti, the first item, this was written by the Minha. 
Let's discuss what happened on the first day of the Mishkan. As you all know, Nadav Avihu, Aaron's sons, died. Aaron immediately becomes what's called an Onin. Okay? Onin meaning his children are not buried yet. Okay? So now he didn't start his Avilut yet. He's as an Onin. Now there's a whole law. Can an Onin eat Kodesh? Because there's Korbarot that were brought that day. Now one of the Korbarot that were brought that day was the Minha. So the question was now, and this minha was specifically brought as an inaugural minha on the day of Akamat Mishkan. So now Aharon has to know, uh, do I eat the minha? Don't I eat the minha? So Moshe Rabbeinu comes along and says, eat the minha. You know why? Kichin suveti. So I was commanded from God, this is different. Normally a Kohen does not eat the minha. But here, you eat. So it says, Kichin suveti ba'aninut. Which means even though you're an onen, eat it. Also, Chetzuvet is very important. Because he has to tell Aaron, it's not, it's not from me. This is from God, they got a special, uh, you know, uh, special commandment. Now, next pasuk. Ka'ashir sveti bish'at ma'aseh amar lahim. Now, Ka'ashir sveti is a different down the case. That was Moshe Rabbein who said on his own. What happened? On Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which is the Hakamat HaMeshkan day, they had to bring a Sa'ir of Rosh Chodesh. Every Rosh Chodesh you bring a Sa'ir. Rosh Chodesh Nisan is no different. So they brought the Sa'ir of Rosh Chodesh. Aaron becomes an Onen. Instead of eating the Sa'ir of Rosh Chodesh, he burns it. If you remember, Moshe Rabbeinu goes to Aaron and says, Hey, what are you doing? The korban is not invalid. There's no reason for you to burn. Usually you burn a korban if the blood, let's say, was brought into the wrong place. Here, everything was done correctly. Why didn't you eat the uh, korban? Which Moshe Rabbeinu was saying like this to Aaron. If you ate the minha when you were onen, so there's no reason you shouldn't eat the sa'ir when you're in onen. What are you burning it for? So Moshe Rabbeinu is at the time, ka'ashir sveti. Just like I commanded you to eat the minha, you should have eaten the Sa'id of Rosh Chodesh. Now, in this case, we know Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake. Because Aaron answered him back. Moshe Aaron told Moshe, hold it. Moshe, there's a difference. The minha is an inaugural minha. It was brought once a lifetime on the day of Akabat Mishkan. Those items override Aninut. But Sa'id Rosh Chodesh is a Dorot Qurban. It's a Qurban that we're going to bring every Rosh Chodesh. Just because the Minha is Dukhe Aninut, who told you that the Sa'ir is Dukhe Aninut? So when Moshe heard that, he backed off. He said, okay, you're right. So the second Pasul is Kichen Sivet is Moshe saying, because it's like I commanded you, whatever I told you about the Minha, this should apply. Now the third time was Kashir Siva Hashem, Ve'elom Me'elai Ani Omer. When it came to the Shilamim, it was also an inaugural Qurban that was brought specifically on that day. So now Moshe is telling Aharon, right, this, this one you eat. So at that point he said, Kashir Siva Hashem. He said, that's coming from Hashem, not from me. Because after already he made the mistake on the, on the Sa'id, so he had to come along and say, no, this is Kashir Siva Hashem. This is, uh, again, this is directly from God. I'm not telling you this one. It's not Me'elai. So those are the three different commandments that Moshe Rabbeinu uh, had to tell Aaron. Okay? Now,
We can read Rashi. Look at Rashi Oninim. Just to get the, you know, the Rashi's in. Oninim. You see it, it's uh, one, two, three, four, five lines before they get uh, wide. Oninim. Aladav avihu. Vekadashim asurim leonin. Okay, we know that, that Onin uh, cannot eat Kadashim, things that are Kodesh. How do we know that? Mikavachomen ma'asir hakal. Which means, ma'asir sheni, an Onin can eat. Now, obviously, Korban is more hamur than ma'asir sheni. So if Onin cannot eat ma'asir sheni, Kol Sheken cannot eat Kadashim. Now, how do you know an Onin cannot eat ma'asir sheni? Dekhtiv gabe ma'asir lo akalti be'oni mimenu. One of the things that a person has to confess is that he didn't eat his ma'asir sheni ba'aninut. So if you can't eat ma'asir sheni ba'aninut, you cannot eat kodesh. But in this case he told them, don't worry about that halakha, eat the minha. Why was that minha different? Because it was a once in a lifetime minha. It was an inaugural item. An inaugural item overrides even Aninut. Okay? Next one. Kashir Sveti. Bishat Maase Amar Lahim. Kishimatsa Mashasu Shisarfu Saida Hatat. And when they saw, when he saw that Aharon burnt the side of the Shodesh, the who side of the Shodesh, Amar Lahim, he told them, Moshe told them, What are you doing? Him, Luvadama. The blood was not sprinkled in the wrong place. That Pasu, the Skurban. Hello, no irabo psul. There's no psul in this korban. Ayalachem neocholo, bakodesh kasher sveti etchem b'mincha. Like I commanded you by the mincha. Shamati lachem shemipirkes malachonit sveti. The next one, kasher siba shem velo meelai ani omer. Was what? Hayu sumchim apia dibur veachlu oto onunim. Which means there were three Sa'irim brought that day. Two out of the three were inaugural. The Rosh Chodesh one was a general one. So Moshe's mistake was he put them all together. Aaron gave him the Hiluk. So after that, he told them on the third item when it came to eating the Qurban Shalamim, he told them, okay, that's Kashishiva Hashem, this is different. Not, this is not from me. Comes again and continues. Amar Abi Yoseh Bar Hanina. Abi Yoseh Bar Hanina comes along and says, Mikhnasayim, en ketuvim beparasha. Now we're continuing. You're telling me anything that's uh, not written in, uh, that's written in the parasha is ma'akif. Kacha. That's it. If you don't do it, it's not ma'akif. It's ma'akif. Now the fact that the kohen had to wear the michnasayim, that's the, we call it the uh, trousers or the pants, whatever you want to call it, that's one of his begadim, that he wore michnasayim. It's not written in the parasha, in the saveh. So how do you know the levisha of the michnasayim during the zayin yemim miluim are ma'akev? Again, what's the Yohanan's rule? It's got to be written into saveh, and it's followed by the word kacha, it's ma'akev. But if you look at the saveh, yes, when it talks about the making of the begadim, it says that you have to make michnasebad, etc. But when it talks about dressing the kohen, it doesn't mention anything about the michnasayim. So it says, no, no. Kishu Omer... When the Torah writes the Pasuk, Vezeh Haddavar, 
אשר תעשה להם לקדש אותם לכהן אין לי מילואים פרשה it says the words וזה הדבר and this is the item now וזה the vav is extra you could just say זה הדבר this is the item that I'm telling the queen to do to sanctify himself you know what the vav does? it's extra as if to say what I just wrote before about the garments that he has to wear one of the garments is the what? the mechnasayim, right? וזה and this what I just mentioned before make sure he does it during these ayin yameh Minuim. And what we mentioned before, that he has to wear Miknasayim. So Miknasayim, although it's not written explicitly in Parashat Minuim, but the Vav connects it. The Vezeh Hadavar connects what's written before it in the Minuim itself. And in the Minuim, what does it say? Kacha. So finish. So you see, Miknasayim is also a deal breaker that if you don't do it, it invalidates it. No, not. Only the, only the items that it was designated to teach us, which was what before? That was what even to me, because it was written by it. Maybe it has to be written by I guess you can't, you, can't, you can't include everything. He's asking a good question. Why don't you say peta peta? Anything is written over there, it's written over there. Maybe it's not written in Sav, maybe. That's the point. Maybe it's not written in Sav. He doesn't make the sign either. This is all Tetzaveh we're talking. In the beginning of Tetzaveh, it talks about the Begadim. You have to make the eight Begadim. And after it reads the eight pegadim, it starts with the miluim. And what does it say in miluim? Vezeh hadavar asher taaseh lahem. Vezeh and this. Many what I just mentioned above. Make sure you do it in the miluim. What's the item? Mechnasayim. So comes the Gemara and says, not only mechnasayim, another item as well. Laviyah mechnasayim va'asiri ta'efa. Oh, asiri ta'efa. As we know, on the day that a kohen becomes inaugurated. Whether it's a Kohen Gadol, or it's a Kohen Idiot, you have to bring a special minha. That's called minhat asiri ta'ifa. Now, we know a Kohen Gadol would bring this minha actually every day. But on the inauguration, it was a special item that every Kohen would have to bring on that day. Right? Asiri ta'ifa. So it's teaching me as well. During the Zayin Yemim Miluim, they also had to bring asiri ta'ifa. So it's teaching me, if you didn't bring it, it's ma'akif. Now, the Abbas says, "Bishlam amichnasayim ketivi beanyana de begadim." The vizeh can include begadim because right before the word vizeh, it talks about the begadim. Elahasli taifa minalan. But where did you get from the word vizeh to come and include asli taifa? It's not mentioned in the parasha before it. So how do you know asli taifa is indeed me'akiv? So the Gemara says, Atya Zezeh. Oh, we have a Gezerah Shavah. Zezeh. What does it say? Mevezeh korban aharon ubalav ashidekribu lashem asri ta'ifah. By the asri ta'ifah says the word vezeh. That, that this and this is the korban that Aaron and his children bring on the inauguration of their service. And what does it say? By the other pasuk, vezeh haddavar ashet ta'aseh. Vezeh, vezeh. Gezerah Shavah comes to include even the so now we have uh, so far three items that are now not explicitly written in Miluim but are being Ma'akev according to Yohanan. Udim Bitumim. Mikhnasayim. Asli Ta'ifa. Kavzikabraz. Amar Yohanan. Mishum. Rabbi Shuman Yohai. Next item. Minayin She'af Mikra Parasha Ma'akev. 
it seems that in the Miluim, Moshe Rabbeinu actually read the parasha <coughs> of all the laws to Bnei Israel. This was called Mikra Parasha. He read whatever it says by the Miluim, Parasha Tzaveh. You had to actually read it to Klai Israel. How do you know that the reading that Moshe had to do to Klai Israel of Parasha Tzaveh, that that's also Ma'akev? So comes again what says, Tamud Omar, Vayomer Moshe El Ha'ida, this is the item, davar, right, that Hashem commanded. They're playing on the word davar. That davar, as like it says, dibur. That even the speech, even the words that have to be said are also asher siva. And therefore, what's it siva? You got to do it. So it's ma'akev as well. Now the Gemara goes on a side point. We talked about that Aharon was dressed during the Zayin Yemei Miluim. Moshe had to dress him. So the Gebra says, Kesat Hil Bisham. How did he dress him? Because he had to dress Aharon and he also had to dress his children. So the Gebra wants to know, did he dress Aharon first, then his children? Did he dress the children first? And what was the order of the uh, you know, uh, dressing over here? So the Gebra says, Kesat Hil Bisham. What kind of question is that? How do you dress him? My dahava hava. Which means, what's the difference? What was, was. What's, what's the, what, what are we learning from this over here? Which means, we can't learn any practical halakha from this. Bastam, you just want to know history. You know, we just want to know, uh, you know how it happened. We're not interested in just getting uh, facts uh, without, uh, you know, a purpose. So they go to this. malbishan labo. That's what we want to know. When Mashiach comes, there's going to have to be another Miluim. Because the death is a, is a break of the action. So when they have Tehayat HaMetim now, they can't rely on the original Miluim that Aaron had. He's going to have to have a new Miluim. So we want to know, when Mashiach comes and they're going to have the Miluim over again, how does Moshe, how is he going to dress them? So the Gibran says, what kind of question is that? What does that mean? Don't worry, when Moshe, Moshe is going to be there. Well, that's Moshe when he comes. We'll see what he's got to do it. Isn't Moshe going to be around also? So Moshe will tell us how you do it. What do you have to know now exactly? How are they going to address Aaron's children? So give us something. We're going back to the original question. We need to know how it was done. And there is an Afkamina. So we can interpret Pesukim. Because the Torah tells us that Aharon was dressed during the Zayin Yimei Miluim. There's Pesukim over here. So now I need to know how to doresh the Pasuk, by the way. So once already I have enough coming out, I don't learn the Pasuk, so I got to know. I'm, I don't care per se how it was done. It's not going to teach me anything, but it's going to give me Pshara the Pasuk. That already is important. So the Gemara says, This is the sons of Rabbi Hayyan, Rabbi Hanan. Hadamar, Aharon, Vahadrech Banav. Some say Aaron came first, and then he dressed uh, the children of Aaron. And some say no, they did it uh, simultaneously. It was done together. So comes the Gemara and says, "Amal abaye bechtonet umitznefet kol amal opeligi de Aaron veharkak banav." 
She's when it came to the ketonet, ketonet will call it the uh, cloak. And the mitznifet is the hat. Everybody agrees that Aaron came first, dressing him, the ketonet and the hat, and then his children. Deben besavaah, uben baasiyah, Aaron kadim. If you look at Tetzaveh and you look at Sav, clearly it says by those two items, Aaron came before his children. Ki peligi be'abnet. Ta'omah, over here is by the, by the belt. By the, the which, who, who is dressed first? Man da'amar Aaron v'agagbanav d'ktiv v'yachgor oto be'abnet. The Pasuk says that they dressed Aaron with the belt v'adar ketiv v'yachgor otam avnet. And then the Pasuk says that they dressed them with avnet. The bazook says what? That you um, belted them together. So therefore, we have a machlok and a gabedi avnet. Now the Gemara tomorrow is going to analyze uh, what does each rabbi do with each other's pesukim. Uh, but at this point over here, it seems the gabed mitznefet ektonet. No machlok. Everybody agrees Aaron came first. We have different pesukim, so each rabbi is donesh the pasuk. Either it was Aaron first or it was done together. Now let's just read the Rashi over here. Rashi dibura matqil lemizbar kira'eh. Nafkamina to interpret pesukim. Delol nirmu ahadadeh. Because if you don't, these pesukim are difficult. Because they're seemingly contradictory. Why? The besavah ketiv. That's in Tetzaveh. V'hagarta otam avnet Aaron u'banav. Smashma what? Hagiratam shel avu banim besedir echad. Meaning you put it together. Ve'lo evsik levishat beged acher ben taim. It's Mashma. Doesn't talk about any other begadim over there. It just talks about the avnet. U'ba'asiyah ketiv. In Parashat Saf it says, Be'aron v'yahgor oto be'avnet. Besedir levishat begadim. Ve'lbishu kol amalbushim V'arkach hekrim banav v'lbisham It's not that they dressed Aharon totally In Parashat Sav And then they brought his children V'loch agar Aharon banav v'batachat And they didn't do it together So these peskim uh, need to be done in Rash over here So he said you need to know what they did Because if you're not going to know what they did There's no way you can understand these peskim So now the Gemara is starting to open it up Alright Mitznefet and Ketonet We're going to tell you the peskim clearly or what Aaron is first because Ben be parashat tzavim, Ben be parashat sab. He clearly puts Aaron first. Where's the contradiction? Legabed the avnet. Because I got one pasuk that says what they put Aaron first. I got another pasuk that says what they did them together. So each rabbi is picking their pasuk to say what exactly happened. And now we're gonna have to learn what each rabbi does with each other's pasukim. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.